This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys with episode 96 here, being brought to you by DealDash.com using promo code RaiderCody. DealDash.com using promo code RaiderCody. So, shout out to the chat, everyone already jumping in. I saw some guys in here a couple hours ago. Shout out Diego Lopez, Manny Flo, Armando, Stage Door Casino, I see you guys in there. Um, Shout out to everyone in the chat. And this should be the first ever simulcast, so we're going to see how this flows, but it should be combined with YouTube. Facebook Live and Twitter. So if you're watching here on YouTube and that's where you're usually watching it, if you prefer Facebook or Periscope, um, you can now use those two things. Same thing every Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. And then we're going to be doing post-game shows here afterwards. Um, yeah, what's going on, everybody? The chat, uh, chat getting active. I love that kind of stuff. So um, later, I'm going to be showing you guys I had a, I had a conversation, pre-recorded conversation, um, actually. Uh, with with my guys Ryan Lopes, who's a, a writer with RaidersBeat.com, and a very familiar fo- uh, voice on this show. You guys have heard him quite a few times, and that's NFL Sirius XM Radio's executive producer Eddie Borsili. Now the three of us sat down. Uh, this would have been Thursday night. We sat down Thursday night, and we talked about the revamped offense. We talked about everybody coming in and what that's going to mean uh, for the silver and black going into Las Vegas. Uh, I was about a 30 to 40 minute conversation. So I'm going to play that here in just a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, but like I said, we're back on a schedule. Get used to it. YouTube, Periscope, which is Twitter, and Facebook Live every Saturday night at 8.30 until the season starts. Then we're going post game. Might make some stuff. In, in the meantime, I'm getting with my guy, Kenny King Jr. We're going to work out a good schedule. Um, and you might hear you know, some more frequent contributors here in the future. So let's quit messing around and uh, let's get into some announcements. About a week ago, the NFL and NFL Players Association, they came to an agreement, an agreement that we've all been waiting for, right? Uh, something that they're finally, you know, be able to continue playing some football this year. We're going to be able to stay on track, stay on plan. And that led to the guys getting in the building, getting in the building. Hey, you know, real quick, shout out to Oos Nation Music. Hey, Darren, I see you in there, man. Um, shout out to Oos Nation. Um, I've been dropping some of his uh, some of his beats and some of my podcasts re- recently, and you're going to see them. They'll be implemented in some of these shows in the future. Um, so shout out to my ooze there. But that's what we've all been waiting for, right, is for the Players Association and the NFL to say, like, look, hey, we're going to play. Uh, whether there's fans in the seats, I can deal with that personally. I can sit here every Sunday as much as I would love to go to that new, brand-new, beautiful stadium. I have no problem sitting here on my couch Every Sunday, watching at least something, some football, anything. I'll take anything. Shout out to Watts Raider in the chat, man. Uh, we still got to link up. 
Watts is, is a is a content creator here. Um, and if you see that on your YouTube channel, make sure you give Watts Raiders, uh, you know, a a sub there. So I'm completely fine with sitting there every Sunday just watching football if there's no fans in the seats. Now, for me, I think if I was trying to put myself in in a player's perspective, you would want at least some fans there, right? Maybe 25% of the fans, at least like something, anything, just to have a little bit of presence there. Yes, Ben, this is live. So you can, you can jump in there and ask, ask some questions. Um, I would say like, give us something, give us something so that we have an, a home field advantage. I mean, cause that's going to be huge. Um, if we got to travel on the road, I mean, depends on how it goes. If the entire NFL says like no fans in the seats, and that's that's one thing. But if there's you know fifty percent of the stadiums putting fans in seats, I get it. You know there's there's regulations around you know whatever's going on. But fans travel at that point. What what does it matter what your local regulations are if if you're going to let fans travel to games, certain stadiums? What does it matter who does and who doesn't? At that point, you're kind of putting certain teams at a competitive advantage. And some at disadvantages, and I'm hoping if the, if that is what happens, and you split the barrier, I'd love to be able to see you know the Raiders be able to put some fans in seats. Um, that's just you know kind of how I feel personally. And yeah, you know, fake crowd noise. Fake crowd noise would be something that ah, uh, fake crowd noise. I don't know. I mean, I, I could maybe deal with something, but seeing cardboard cutouts, ah, man, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, a cardboard gorilla just ain't gonna do it for me. So um, that's how I feel. But like I said, I mean, they're, they're in an agreement. We got football. Football's back. Raiders football's back. That's the reason. That, that's the whole point of this, this show tonight, man. I mean, it's officially back. Um, guys are in the building. Here's a topic I don't want to talk about, and that's the NFL Top 100. The NFL Top 100. Darren Waller. Comes in first at number 99. That's cool, right? He made the top 100. I mean, hats off to him, right? Good for Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs comes in at number 72. I don't know, man. I mean, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. And for that to be the case, those two guys barely getting in there. Rodney Hudson getting snubbed. Trent Brown getting snubbed. Seeing guys like Nick Bosa getting so far up the list and then Max Crosby getting snubbed. And, I mean, say what you want, but with all those quarterbacks that were in that, was it 13 quarterbacks in the top 100? Seeing some of those guys in there, like Kyler Murray, no offense, guys. Derek Carr outplayed Kyler Murray big time. And even though I'd say the second half of our season didn't quite go as planned, um. Kyler Murray's second half of his season went a lot worse. So seeing some of those things, um, our offensive line completely getting snubbed. A lot of our players getting snubbed. I'd say there's, you know, probably four or five Raiders that deserve to be in the top 100. But hey, guess what? This is how I'm going to look at it. Screw that list. Like, all the way, screw that list. There's like nothing about it that I even like. So we're going to throw 2019's top 100 out, out the back door. Screw them. And we're going to... Focus on 2020 because if we can translate into wins and we can get, I mean, these primetime games, these four primetime games spread out throughout the season, all at home. Dude, I mean, put some of these guys on the map. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge for these players. Absolutely huge. That's how you get recognized. That's how you get put on the map. That's how you win these awards. Um, So finally, I think the Raiders are putting themselves and their players in a position to really succeed and, and, you know, really show out so nfl top 100 i'm not i could go on and on about this list and how much it frustrates me but i'm gonna stay cool calm collected i'm gonna tell you 2020 is gonna be a lot different that's how i feel about it the las vegas raiders launch raider nation radio um it's gonna be local in las vegas on radio station uh komp 92.3 i think that's an fm station and then it's gonna be available on an am station 9 20 am and it's supposed to be basically i think at some point 24 7 coverage i think that starts like in a couple days i'm pretty sure like august 3rd shout out we've had scott Goldbranson on the show he'll be on there jt the brick is gonna be featured on there a few other guys are gonna be on there um and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that turns out um it, it's nice to have a local station 
full of guys that I think are going to be a little bit more optimistic and maybe siding with the silver and black, right? I mean, for me, um, the game just didn't quite do it for me. The local Oakland radio station, uh, 95.7, the game just didn't quite do it for me whenever I was there in the area. Maybe there's a lot of other, you know, of course, like conflicting sports teams, but especially whenever they're on their way out, you know, it's kind of just like screw the Raiders. We're all in on the Niners. And I get it. Like, that's smart on their part. That's what they're supposed to do. But it's going to be cool to, like, finally get, like, a lineup of people um, that's going to be uh, set up. Hey, shout out John Gruden in the chat. Next assistant coach. Sorry, coach. I got I got, a, I got a lot more important things to do, like run this podcast and be the assistant coach of the, of the Raiders. But I appreciate the offer. A transaction, and a decent transaction. Nothing completely wild, but something happened. Uh, the Raiders claimed former Seahawks guard Jordan Roos. That was Monday. Um, you know, adding, I'd say, already to an impressive amount of depth in the Raiders roster and the Raiders interior offensive line. So um, that's definitely something to look forward to. This offensive line depth and in the interior is going to be fantastic for us. Um, but... Does that name make the roster? I don't know. We're already pretty freaking deep. Pretty freaking deep. So Jordan Roos in the mix. I'm going to get us something there. But I will say, like, when it comes down to this COVID stuff and the testing that's going to be happening, like, every other is every day, I believe, and then eventually it transitions to every other day as long as things go smooth. Well, I'm going to say that – I mean, I don't want to, like, try and jinx anybody. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically – if stuff's going to get spread, if you're going to get, you know, this, this, uh, virus, if you're going to spread this virus, then it's going to get the easiest spread in the trenches, right? I would say defensive line, offensive line, those guys, I mean, just being in each other's face every single play, um, I'd say is the most likely to spread it. So it's cool to be able to stock up on interior, um, offensive linemen, just in case, just to get through the season. Shout out to the real nation podcast. There we go. I love all the nation stuff. Um, Cody, do you think the Raiders gun for clowning? I, they don't, I just, you know, I guess side note, we'll answer that question. I don't really think that they'll gun for clowning necessarily. I think he's in the sights and I think they have, um, you know, opportunity out there for him to come play for the silver and black, but he's not, I don't think he's really a player that the Raiders are going out trying to like break the bank, shuffle a bunch of stuff around to make things happen. I think they're pretty settled on what they have. And if they have the opportunity to bring in Clowney, who's a very, you know, immediate impact player, obviously, um, then it's going to be great. Make sure you guys ignore Raphael Terry in the chat. He's a Rams fan. He's a Rams fan. That's my brother-in-law and he's a Rams fan. I'm gonna call him out real quick. So ignore his Corey Littleton comment. (laughs) So, what I want to say is, I think, you know who's going to be the fan favorite this year? New guys added. I think it's going to be Damon Arnett. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just just from us, maybe not. I don't want to say we're bagging on him. But if there was like one move this offseason that Raiders fans like went, what? It was Damon Arnett. And now seeing how he's transitioning into being a teammate, and seeing dude all seeing all the stuff he's sharing, that dude looks like he's the most excited new player to be a Raider this year. Like he is, he is so pumped up to be a Raider. I love it. He's out there showing, I mean, showing off everything. Anytime he puts on a Raiders helmet, he's throwing it on his Instagram story. So make sure you guys follow him on follow him on Instagram. Uh, he's 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 dishing out some pretty good stuff there. But he's absolutely pumped to be a Raider. So I think I'm going to call it now. I mean, eight games in, we're going to look at Damon Arnett. We're going to say, man, I can't believe we complained about this dude being picked in the, in the late first round after rugs. We complain, we, we complained quite a bit. And even for me, um, I would say, you know, I was a little like who, and I think I'm going to eat my words. I think a lot of us are going to eat our words on that. And I love, I love the attitude that he brings to silver and black because that's what we've been missing, especially in the secondary. That's what we've been missing. So Devontae Booker, a running back that we picked up, apparently tested positive, right, for COVID. He's on the COVID list. And that, I guess, led to a corresponding move, I'd say, of signing Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill was actually a guy, believe it or not, I used to be like, before I was like super crazy into this show and and making a podcast and doing this YouTube stuff, 
um, I took like my extra time and I, I played a lot of fantasy football. Um, I won some, I lost some, I drafted a lot of Raiders. So, you know, it was kind of hit or miss, I guess. And, and one of the guys I really like came to like, like was Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill was a good dude, you know, back in the day. I feel like maybe once he lost that step, he was, he was, he was a big guy, big guy, nimble enough, uh, to be explosive out of the backfield. But I think once you kind of lose that step, um, he just kind of lost it from there. So Jeremy Hill, I know he, he struggled with some injuries. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what he turns into, but I'd say he's nothing more than just kind of a camp body out there taking handoffs because we're, we're kind of slim right now. Uh, you're, you're going to have Jacobs and Bowden um, pretty much kind of like, I guess, taking probably a lot of the ones. Uh, you're going to have Jalen Richard in the mix and a lot of different things, but I think besides that, that's about as far as it goes. They're going to bring in Alec Ingold as a fullback, um, and that's it. As simple as that. Allegiant Stadium has hit its substantial completion date. So it's not done 100%, but it's close enough. Like, I think if they had to use it, they could use it, basically. But there's a lot of different finishing touches that they're going to be doing to it. And hopefully we can sit in that stadium, guys. Like, that's kind of just where I sit with the entire thing. Hopefully we can sit in Allegiant Stadium. Um,. Trying to keep up with the chat here. Shout out to the chat. If you guys are listening to the post-recorded podcast, you guys are really missing out. Um, it's cool to be able to set this up. This is my first ever simulcast. So it's going to multiple platforms at the same time. If there's hiccups, sorry. It's my, fir- it's my first time running it. My computer just crashed like a week ago. And now I got this like brand new one. Hopefully the settings are all lined out in it and everything's running smooth. Hopefully it is. Chat seems to be moving, so I'd imagine it's running pretty smooth. Um, Sonjoku, shout out, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Shout out to everybody uh, tuning in. I would say, here's a pro tip. Here's a pro tip for you. Um, If you want to be able to stay tuned in with the entire chat, because the chat on the screen is going to show the chat from all the platforms, all three platforms. Obviously, there's going to be some Twitter, a lot of YouTube in there. And Facebook, I don't know. I don't really like do a whole lot of Facebook. Um, that's all going to be mixed in there. Pro tip, turn the YouTube show on your television and then sit on your phone and you can hit the chat with your phone. That's a pro tip. Listen in Wisconsin. Shout out Wisconsin. I got a lot of family from Wisconsin. They're all, most of them are Packers fans. I don't really, I don't claim them. I'll still say it on the show just because they're from Wisconsin. So we're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. When we come back, I'm going to be telling you guys about my conversation that I had with Eddie and Ryan, and then we'll go ahead and we'll get into that. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start than wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, features, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ori. See what they had to say. Uh, on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction. Every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. So go to DealDash.com and use my offer code, RaiderCody. Or you can go to the link that I'm going to drop in the bio, DealDash.fm slash RaiderCody. That's DealDash.com using my promo code, RaiderCody.
Yeah, shout out to the moderators. Do a little shuffling around with, with, with the moderators uh, since we're going to all these different platforms. So shout out to Ivan uh, jumping over to Periscope for me. Got the 509 Raider, I think, you know, managing Facebook a little bit for me. Shout out to Grizz. All the usuals in there. Shout out to my guy, Kenny King. I don't know if he's around here tonight. But yeah, go ahead and hit that like button. If you're sitting here and you're enjoying this, you're enjoying this sit down with me. Some Raiders football talk just ahead of the Raiders season. Skip over and hit that thumbs up. Give it a good thumbs up. That helps me. That it's good for the uh, it's good for the algorithms because that's what it's about. Whenever you build these shows, right now here's the thing. Here's here's if I had to give you a little breakdown of of what I'm trying to accomplish here. Never been in it, you know. I don't really think there's any money in anything like this, anyways. But not in it for the money. Uh, came in here as a diehard fan, not a sellout. Doing this thing because I love it. Started podcasting. Started doing this stuff. Recording in my truck. Um, what I'm just trying to do is build a steady enough platform to be able to sit down with you guys um, and enjoy some Raiders football talk. If you don't agree with my opinions, that's fine. I don't always agree with my opinions, so that's okay. So if you enjoy doing this um, and setting this stuff up, always support. Hit that like button. Stay commenting. Stay um, interested um, because I'm just I'm just a Raiders fan that wants to be able to connect some good, authentic Raiders fans talk. So. Is that tan good for the algorithm? <laughs> Shout out to Grizz, guys. So I'm going to now hop off here because this is a pre-recorded conversation that I have with my guys, Eddie Worsili and Ryan Lowe. Shout out to them for doing this again. We talked all about the new revamped offense. And I am absolutely pumped to talk about this revamped offense. So... I mean, I could go on and on about it, but this conversation that I have with my guys uh, is priceless. So I'm going to hop off and I'm going to hop in the chat. Actually, can I do that? Can I jump in my own chat on my live stream? So I'm going to hop off. I'm going to hop in the chat and let's listen to this first ever three box um, on the Raider Cody podcast show. So. This is the first three box setup here uh, on this broadcast. I'm joined by two of my favorite guys, man. This is Eddie Borsili and Ryan Lopes. What is up, fellas? What's up, dude? What's going on? Happy to be very, here. Very happy to be exactly. Very very stoked to be here, boys. Man, I'm Eddie. We've been we've been trying to link out you you and I for for months now. So I'm glad that that Cody, man, Cody was finally the glue that that brought us all together. It's here. funny. We're we're probably the closest in proximity in terms of like miles away. <laughs> exactly. Uh, living towards each other. Everyone else is out on the west coast. <laughs> you and I are on the east coast and we couldn't link up, but I'm I'm happy to be here, guys. Let's chop it up. Very very happy. Took a kid in California to to be the hub here <laughs> of this three box. All right, I see how it's going. And you know what, man? Hey, this is cool. I'm excited because Eddie, this is what like round five with us. You're like the the, the most honorary guest on the show. And Ryan, <laughs> man, we we had we had a good uh, chat the last time we sat down and we're ready for for round two so you know i mean we're just gonna like let this thing roll i, I have no i have no agenda we're, we're gonna sit here because here's the thing is i'm just so pumped for raiders football i i saw one picture yesterday and, and you know we're recording this on, on a thursday you guys are gonna be seeing this on on a saturday i saw one picture yesterday of Derek Carr handing the ball off to Lynn Bowden Jr. And, and I already know, like, I shouldn't have said Lynn Bowden Jr. So I'm going to let Ryan stream. take this. I'm going to go yeah, take a I'm break. Gonna, for like I'm going to take, take off my sweatshirt right now. And, and <laughs> it's getting hot here. It's getting hot. Does that not fire you guys up, dude? This man, offense, I gotta, man, I'm ready. Yeah, I got to say, like, I've, and, and, and I've known Eddie, gosh, man. Uh, known him, again, very, very close internet friends. It's funny how we, we haven't linked up in, in real life yet. Man. But, uh, man, Eddie and I have been, have been you know, chopping it up back and forth for, I got five, five plus years at this point. Um, and, uh, and I got to say, this is probably since, you know, the Cooper 15 draft and even going back, you know, 14 to Khalil Mack. Like, those were exciting drafts for me. But I haven't felt this way about a Raiders Hall, um, again, probably since that Cooper since just that Cooper selection, when, when, when Bowden came off the board, when Edwards came off the board and just the way that Mayock put this class together. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make it just about Bowden, but I am very, very excited about him in particular, just given what he did at Kentucky, just that versatile skill set. We talk so much about dy- dynamic ability, what he did as a receiver, as a running back on special teams, you know, Gruden called some good football last year. I know Gruden came out today and said, he's got to be better, but Gruden had a really good stretch of solid fall, uh, football in him last year. 
So I'm stoked, boys, to see what he kind of dials up, not only for Bowden, of course, but obviously this offense in general, Ruggs, Edwards, Jacobs, the whole team, man. I think, too, I mean, look, to be honest, I think it took, look, it didn't take him a long time. Gruden was watching football when he was doing ESPN. He, he saw what was going on in the league. But I, I honestly think it took him two to three years to kind of realize what kind of guys he needed on his team to make a difference. You could have good players on your team. You could have the guys that are going to catch, you know, 50 to 60 balls a year and, and be good players. But you need those dynamic players on your team. And that, I think that's what this draft was about. Getting a rugs, getting about, get, getting these guys on this football team, and the best part about it is you don't really know where they're going to line up. You don't really know what they're going to do. Let's just put them on the field. Let's get them in there. Let's throw them in that mixing, that melting pot, and let's see what's going to what's going to happen. Because he sees it with the Chiefs. He sees it all around the NFL. He sees what he needs to be dynamic and to, to be to be different on offense and not just be old, the old stale. Hey, you know we're going to be Jerry Rice and Tim Brown type type offense because he doesn't mm-hmm. have that. But mm-hmm. he's adaptable enough to kind of see it in front of him and make the selections he needed to make in the draft. Yeah, dude, I, I, I like your comment there, Ryan, of he did call some good plays last year because really, I mean, the, probably the most iconic game that Raider fans are going to remember is going to be that, that Chicago Bears game. And in Chicago, going into the Chicago game, Raider, I mean, Raiders fans are biting their nails like because, I mean, we were going in there pretty hurt. I mean, our offense was, I mean, kind of torn down like all the way um, we're relying on the run game we're re- relying on our young guys we're I mean we're pulling Foster Moreau out of the out of the bag of tricks I'm um, mm-hmm. hoping he was going to produce um, and he came out there and he called a dang good game obviously I think we had a little bit um, of inspiration behind that right of course it was one of those prove it games yeah. um, but seeing him do that stuff with a different starting wide receiver on the field like every other week um, being able to go out there and, and move the ball down the field and that and that's the thing it's like the offense was better than it produced because really, I mean, it was moving the ball. No, it didn't put points on the board, but they moved the ball consistently every single game, specifically in the first half. Um, but if we can get to the point to where we can finally be versatile enough to maybe change the game plan up more in the second half, and I, that's kind of where I guess maybe I can, I can lead into a question. What are you guys most excited about, like, element wise that was added to this offense that's going to change us from the 2019 so, so let me let me jump in because something that ryan said and it was the comments that gruden made today you know he made the comments i have to be better inside the one yard line i have mm-hmm. to be better in the red zone so you go out and you draft ryan edwards from south carolina that big target that guy that they call the to type body who when mm-hmm. you get down there and he, what, what do we know that Derek carr likes to throw he likes to throw that back shoulder fade type that play mm-hmm. to michael crabtree mm-hmm. I'm going to say the guy, like a Jason Witten. I, I understand the limitations. I understand. But down at the goal line, mm-hmm. a guy like Jason Witten that only has to run three feet can get open and Carr can hit him. So I think to me, in the red zone, getting better in the red zone, scoring more, you know, to me, getting down there and putting points on the board, if it's more than last season, like that, to me, that, that takes the next step because that, that builds confidence and stuff like that. So to me, those draft picks, and like what Ryan mentioned before, Edwards, sign a guy like Jason Witten. You got an evolution of, of all the, the other younger players. I, I just think in the red zone, to me, was really an emphasis, and I think they addressed it in the offseason. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, um, and I, I might lead into a question uh, with, with, with this kind of summary here. You know, obviously, Bowden aside and, and, and everything that, that, that EB just hit on, man, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what – what is ahead for a guy like Hunter Renfro, you know, someone that kind of became Carr's go-to last year. And we can talk all about how, you know, mangled the wide receiver core was. And, and, and as Cody kind of alluded to, they were just trotting out some guys trying to, trying to, trying to connect the dots and, and make it happen. But, but Renfro was a guy that, you know, certainly splashed early, early on. I'm curious to see what, what his ceiling is. Um, so I, I say that to say, uh, talking about ceilings, talking about rookies, my, I guess, hot take uh, or, or or take. I'm not sure if it's lukewarm anymore, whatever the case may be, because he's he's been buzzing a little bit. Um, I I was I was um you know I was I was looking for a different receiver besides Henry Ruggs, but I was very very happy with the Henry Ruggs selection. Now I went back and looked at what Gruden has done, you know, during his time in Tampa Bay, and 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 what he's done uh, with the volume that he's given his wide receiver one. We know this team hasn't had one. He shipped Cooper out. The Antonio Brown thing hasn't worked out. To me, I think I think the volume. You know, people see Ruggs and they just see a smaller. You know, maybe not your prototypical wide receiver one. But I see a ton of volume for this guy, man. Am yeah. I am I completely off my my rocker by suggesting there's there's easily a hundred target floor his rookie season. See, because people look at Henry Ruggs from the outside and automatically think Tyreek Hill. 
because of that that skill set, because of the speed, because of that game breaking sure. ability. And he might have some Tyreek Hill qualities to him. But if you look at the Chiefs, we've seen it as Raider fans watching the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill, even though the stature is not there, he's still their wide receiver one. The ball is going to him on most plays. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a Henry Ruggs type of uh, of role for this team. At Alabama, they had so many weapons across the board to get the mm-hmm. football to. And every time they came to this guy, this guy made plays, whether it was deep, whether it was crossing routes, whether it was things like that. I, I mean, to me, I, you know, I don't like the stipulation, you know, wide receiver one, I get it. It's DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, it's the Julio mm-hmm. Jones, mm-hmm. And, and Ruggs doesn't fit that mold. But I get what you're saying, that, like, he is the guy that this offense could focus around. Gruden built the offense last year to focus around Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. He could focus the offense around Henry Ruggs. He has every skill you could possibly want, the speed, the Absolutely. hands. The physical, Absolutely. the physical makeup. So maybe like people give that misconception that he that he's this, you know, smaller receiver. He's not. This guy could be mm-hmm. the total package if you want him to be, and if you build the offense around him. And that's why you know, I think Rudin fell in love with him in the draft process in the first place. For sure. Yeah, for and sure. he doesn't have that like that diva mentality. That's what they liked him in Alabama for. Was he wasn't out there complaining on the sideline for targets? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I know- Jerry Judy looks. Look, I love Jerry Judy. He looks gross in Bronco Orange. I'm sorry. I feel like Ryan you know, looks like he looks terrible uh, in the Broncos. Yeah, it's, I, uh, I kind of feel bad. That for one him. was rough. Yeah, that one that that one that one's rough landing, landing spot wise for sure. Um, but I mean, going going back to Rugs, I mean, just a just a great story uh, coming coming out. And I think you know, guys like of course Gruden Mayock, they again, as you guys just alluded to, they fell in love with this kid throughout the process. And I'm excited to have, because again, Gruden hasn't had that locked in wide receiver one, whether it's a, whether it's a guy that's six, two, whatever, it doesn't matter size, stature, build. Yeah. He hasn't had that guy to build them. Now. now he does. Not only does he have him this season, but he has all these other weapons all around him to, you know, work with, to open up for someone like, like Henry Ruggs. So I, I am, I am super, super excited. Um, and again, I haven't, and Eddie knows better than anyone. I've been one of the more, you know, pessimistic, uh, fans, but I can honestly say, man, I haven't I haven't felt this kind of optimism in 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 quite some time. But do you mm-hmm. think that? And I'll say this to both of you. I'll ask you both this question: Do you think it could be a negative in the sense that there's too many guys that Gruden feels like, all right, so camp's going to happen. There's going to be battles. Guys are going to get cut, traded. Fine, I understand that. There's, there's a lot of guys now. But when you put it on paper and see how many guys are on this football team, and if Edwards rebounds from the injury. And mm-hmm. it comes back and is is a player that puts pressure on Gruden to put the best players on the field, right? That puts Gruden mm-hmm, sure. that, that puts a lot of pressure on him because he does love going to, to to bigger personnel with three tight ends on the field and that kind of stuff. And then you're limiting yourself to one running back or one receiver on the field. You have all these options now. So I'll ask both of you guys: Is that is it a negative that he's got so many tools to play with? You know, on paper right now, I understand that nothing's happened so far. It's so many tools. That maybe you know it's 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 somebody gets left out of the equation, I should say, or someone yeah. we we missed the boat on somebody, or we cut somebody that that could make an impact, something like that. For me, I think the only question mark is Tyrell Williams, right? Like that's the one where you don't know how he's going to react for because for the most part, I mean, he's pretty much been at least the number two wide receiver yeah. whenever he was healthy on the field. So you don't know how if he gets his targets or his snaps cut into how he would act but I think that that was kind of what I was alluding to earlier with Henry Ruggs that's why I like they liked him so much at Alabama was he's cool with being a team guy you know Hunter Renfro is going to be the same we know that um tight ends I mean they're obviously coming in I mean Darren Waller is going to be the guy um but the rest of those guys I mean we built our tight ends to be super versatile our wide receiver group super versatile and I agree like Brian Edwards could throw a wrench in the plans if if he's healthy and that chemistry grows. I mean, that's going to be the thing is uh, the, the, the chemistry and the trust from DC is going to make or break any wide receiver. So that, that chemistry question, so that to both of you again, that chemistry, what do we see all offseason long? Who did DC work out with the most in Vegas? Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. Now, say what, say, you, yeah. about, say what yeah. you will about Zay Jones. I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy or that dude or, or going to be a, an impact player. But you know, how you, know, you know how Carr is with, with receivers. Once he gets locked in with a guy and he feels comfortable with a guy, that guy's going to get the ball. So if it comes mm-hmm. down to it, and a Zay, it's a Zay Jones versus Brian Edwards type of thing for a fourth or fifth receiver, you know what I mean? Those are the things that, that's going to happen. Like maybe Derek says, hey, look, I'm comfortable throwing to Zay. I want Zay on this football team. And it pushes down a guy. And I'm not just uh, – I keep on saying Brian Edwards. It could be, right. it could be a lot of guys. Yeah. It could be yeah. a bunch of guys. It doesn't really matter who it is. 
but Michael like Gafford, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, a, a player like that. But I'm just saying, like, when DC locks in on a guy and is comfortable with a football player, he he locks in on him. Him and Crabtree yeah. had a, a thing going for a long time, so he's been working out with this guy all season long. You know, who's to say that you know he's not going to lobby for that guy on the football team? Yeah, and I'm, um, you know, just to walk it back a little bit, I think, and again, we don't have to go too deep into the whole COVID thing, but I mean, like, these are these are good problems to have. Depth, sure. this yeah. this year in particular, these are these are really good problems to have. Um, now, to answer the second part of that question, I brought up Hunter Renfro before because I'm, I'm obviously, we talk about rapport and Derek Carr locking in on players. I'm curious if, to see how far, so I, I don't have an answer to it necessarily, but I'm curious to see how far that goes, given all these new additions. I'm also curious about someone like Foster Rod. I didn't think we get a Jason Witten reference as early in the show as we did. You know, but I'm an old guy. I get it. I get it. But I, you know, Foster Moreau athletically, and as Cody said, the versatility blocking. Dude, he is a good football player that needs to get more involved. So I'm curious to see what happens this year that, you know, may or may not kind of, I don't want to say stunt his growth, but you know, again, there's only so many mouths to feed. The offense only goes so fast. So Renfro, Moreau for me. Um, and then going back to Josh Jacobs, getting him more involved throughout the air. Um, I, again, that was the big knock. He was a phenomenal runner last year. No one has taken that away from him. What he did as, as a rookie, the toughness, all that. He checks all those boxes. And the coaching staffs, again, I don't want to say inability. These are, these are strong words. But again, his involvement through the air just wasn't what we thought it would be given the player that he was coming out of Alabama. But now they throw a little more money at Jalen Richard. They draft Lin, Lin Bowden. They get all these new wide receivers. I'm curious to see kind of what his development's like. So those, those three players, to me, are all players that I love, that I want to get more involved. But as, as, as Eddie kind of hinted at, there's only so much to go around here. So good problems to have, but still, uh, these, are, these are players that could grow in your organization. And you know the, the, the paths for them kind of are, are muddled a little bit. The youth, the youth of it, like if you think about it, like, you know, you got Tyrell Williams, at, you know, at 29 years old as or 28 years old as like the veteran on this football team. Again, what Ryan said, these are good things to have. It's not like you have a bunch of 35 year olds or 32 year olds running out there like we, we yeah. used to have in the past. Like you have a bunch of young, hungry guys. And it's basically like, hey, let's go to training camp. And hopefully it's a normal training camp where these guys can compete and show what they could do. And, you know, the, the, you know, the fittest guys are going to are going to be on top. That's basically what's going to happen. So, I, again, I agree with Ryan. It's a good thing to have. Yeah, I think it all comes down to wins. Uh, the, the, a lot of mouths to feed. Even if you're not getting fed very much, if you're coming away with wins, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be a happy happy camper. Yeah. Uh, for sure. The one thing for I sure. wanted to ask now is, mm-hmm. from a fantasy standpoint, I hope mm-hmm. that this team, that this offense, is a fantasy nightmare. As much as I love drafting <laughs> Raiders, I can't help myself. Are we? Do you think Ryan? Besides Josh Jacobs, I mean, who do you draft not knowing? I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. When we trot out against, you know, one team with just, I mean, coming out with this power offense, three tight end sets half the time. And then the next week we go out there with five wide receiver sets or four wide receivers, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, every other play. Uh, are we going to have that offense, you think? Yeah, it's, it's I think the, the, the safest bet, um, and Cody, you might, you might have started talking about him earlier is got to be Darren Waller. We, we spent a whole bunch of time talking about rapport and what, what he did at, you know, athletically and just his story, just a phenomenal person, phenomenal player. And Derek Carr has that connection with him. So I think he's a pretty safe bet, especially where he's going in drafts. Uh, and then I go back to Hunter Renfro, who's going late, seems to be a value in that sense. Um, and as a player, I think is still going to stick around. Um, and then, you know, you got, you got to go with someone like Henry Ruggs. He's not, he's not going too, too early. And again, I think he's a player that Gruden's going to, going to groom this offense around and the volume's going to be there he's not just a deep threat um so i think in, in that order it's it's waller um and then probably a coin flip between someone like like rugs or or, or or renfro late but to your point man these there are so many options uh, especially if edwards like 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 eb was saying catches on early or if someone like you know foster moreau is is game planned in scheme for more there's so many directions this offense can go how many how mad are fantasy players gonna get when josh jacobs basically carries the whole entire raider offense down the field <laughs> gets him down to like the three yard line and derek throws a back shoulder fade to like Jason oh yeah it's gonna happen it's People, gonna happen fantasy players are gonna be pissed yeah it's <laughs> gonna be like still, still going in the first <laughs> round of drafts right jacobs is legit early first early. Or, or like early, early second round yep. of drafts right yep 
Absolutely. I want and Alec he's um, going to be the spoiler. I want Alec yeah, to be in there and get all the touchdowns. You know what? And, and we sit here and joke about all this stuff, man, but this is all like like Gruden can get Good stuff. can go so far down as his bag of tricks here and get so creative, get so big brain on the sideline that, you know, anyone like like Ingold or whoever it is, EB's guy, Jason Witten, might be might be a dozen touchdown guy. Who knows this year? <laughs> draft, draft, draft Jason Witt with the last pick in your fantasy round. Thank you, <laughs> hey, I was doing that last year with Darren Waller, man. Uh, people Worked were kind of like, there's a couple. Um, I play a couple fantasy leagues, like local around here, and you know, guys. I mean, they know stuff, but yeah. you get down to those, you know, those late rounds, and you start picking players, and they're like, who? So I, I, I drafted Darren Waller a couple times. They're like, who the heck is that? I was all Raiders tight end. They're like, of course you pick a Raider. I was all, yeah, you freaking yeah. watch this twelfth round tight end is going to be the guy. And, Sure enough, enough, he was the freaking yep. guy. Let's think about that. But l- let's think about with Darren Waller too, with the expanded offense around him, with the Henry Ruggs, with the with you know a, a healthy Josh Jacobs, with Bowden, with those guys. Waller is gonna it's gonna open up. Last year, basically, if you think about it, he was the number one option. He was the only yep. option at times yep. on offense. Think about now with, when you spread out the entire offense and Waller's one on one with the with the linebacker that can't run with him, and he's basically a, a wide receiver running. I mean, this dude could eat all. Year long, he could put up a hundred catches if you want. To be honest, because it's it's going to yeah. be the focal point. You have Henry Ruggs running a, a deep cross. You have Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, or Bowden out of the backfield, and Darren Waller is one on one in the middle of the field. This guy's this guy can have a monster like Tony. I'm not, you know I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he can have a production wise like a Tony Gonzalez hundred catch. You know that type Love of season. It. Love it. You know because yeah. it's just if you if, if you expand the entire offense of last year. You know he had what he had last year. Just think about what the what the offense, what's around him now, all things being equal, what he could do this year. You know, there's no reason why he can't. And I, um, you know, I, I'm, it's it's one of those things where, like like Cody said, this is a player last year that I don't think very many people saw the breakout coming. But but all the all the boxes were were checked. We know about the unfortunate, you know, personal stuff back in Baltimore and and his ability to bounce back from that again. Incredible, incredible person, incredible story. Uh, but athletically and 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 draft pedigree and what he did in college coming out, like it was all there. And 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 thankfully, you know, he he got everything organized and and we have him here a, 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 as a Raider now. So certain certainly a pleasant surprise, someone that I will always, always root for. Um I want to switch it up a little bit. You guys are throwing out questions. I'm gonna throw out one question here. Uh Tom Cable for me was a person oh, no. that here we and, go. And, and Eddie, Eddie, you you and I have spoken about Tommy. You know, we've we, we spoken about Tommy, Tommy Cable. He was someone I've 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 had opinions about John Gruden and Tom Cable. And and if we're talking about ple- pleasant surprises last year, Tom yeah. Cable for me, far and away, had to be like he, he might be at the top of that list. So yeah. I'm very, very curious, and you guys can 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 throw in your 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 opinions here too. I'm curious what he has kind of lined up this year. The offensive line is back, and we, we can talk a little bit about the NFL 100 snubs. The, the Rodney Hudson's getting no respect, Trent Tre, Tre Brown, but he's got he's he's got guys on the line, and he's back, and 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 he coached his butt off last year, and he he made me eat every single one of my words. So what what does Tom Cable have lined up for for year two here? Cody, you want to take this one, Tom? Cable's my guy. Full full disclosure, Cable's my guy. So you you can go first, and then I'll I'll, I'll call you. Up <laughs> I like that. He's the. Uh... He he was the Paul Gunther, I guess, of last year. Everybody's calling for Paul Gunther's head this year. Uh, last year, everybody was calling for Tom Cable's. I, I think I'm I'm probably on record a couple times saying like, "Yeah, we'll do good if Tom Cable can hold us afloat." Well, I mean, he pretty much did. He did job. all that. Yeah, he did Guys, all that. The second half of the season is kind of where we saw like like this the the sacks go up. But if you look at the injuries and the rotations, it, it was looking like kind of. I mean, we're, I know we're focusing on offense, but it was looking like our secondary has the last couple of years. You know, I mean, you got all these interior guards rotating around. Rodney Hudson misses a game. Um, you're missing Trent Brown, you know, the tail end of the season during important games. Um, if health is there and we get these guys, if we get a starting five out there for 90% of the season, yeah. and mainly, you know, if they're out there to begin it and to end it, I mean, they're easily going to be the number one rated offensive line in the league. And I think that's like, that's what I have high expectations. Like it went from like, yeah. hopefully we can hold this thing together to like, it, it, as long as health is on our side, Tom Cable and these freaking monsters that we have set up up front are, I mean, top three, like guaranteed. Well, and you talk about that too. And as much as we want to talk about Tom Cable, let's talk about Colt Miller too. Let's talk about Colt mm. Miller ascending. And, you know, maybe he'll never be the Jason Peters. Maybe he'll never be the Orlando Pace left tackle. And I understand, mm-hmm. like, you know, he does again, but you don't have to be that. Everybody thought that when we signed Trent Brown. Trent's, oh, he's he's got he's got all that money. He's automatically the left tackle. Colton's mm-hmm. on the right side, and no, 
Trent played an amazing right side. Colton's is, is there on the left. He's getting stronger. He's getting bigger. And I, I have confidence in him, but you guys said it. This line is, is built for success. We know with DC, you need a strong offensive line. You need to give them time. Mm-hmm. If people stay healthy, but that's why I love the John Simpson pick so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Gabe can't stay healthy or if they move on from Gabe or Incognito's older and he misses some time, John Simpson's a plug-and-play player. He can go right in there at guard. He comes from a big-time program in Clemson, and he could start for you. And I think they have the depth of the offensive line, too. Like, it's not just the guys that start. Like, Denzel Good. Like, there's guys on that offensive line that could, yeah, that could step in and start games. It's not like we're throwing Brandon Parker out there, you know, to play tackle and watch, and watch Carr running out for his life. I mean, this is, this is the heartbeat of this team. This is, and, and you give Tom Crable, and he took a lot of crap. I mean, this guy was, think about it. And again, I'm a fan of Tom Cable and Ryan. <laughs> this guy was the head coach of the Raiders. For you know what I mean, he was the head coach. He came back to coach the offensive line. Do you understand that the type of not predicament, the type of like situation that is mentally for a guy that gets fired by an organization and comes back and coaches the offensive line and comes back to a, a unit that's so strong? Like this is the strongest unit on the Raiders right now is the offensive line. It has to be. And if they, like Cody said, if they, if they play 85 to 90% of the games, there's no reason why this offense can't flourish at all. So give props to Tom Cable, give props to Mayock, give props to Gruden for paying a guy like Trent Brown, for bringing in an incognito who is, again, a little nutty. He's a little crazy, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. terrific. He's a terrific guard. Yeah, and then, you, you know, you got, you got guys like that drafting. A, look at a Mayock, but drafting a John Simpson, have the four to draft a John Simpson. Who, if you want to move on from Gabe or Incognito, like these are these are things that you need to happen. This is the heartbeat of the team. This is the most important thing that we need for this football team to succeed. And that's and I think you know this is this is an offensive show. So I think and I think Eb hit on it perfectly. This is one of the first years in I can't remember how long where where depth has truly been achieved. Like I can confidently yeah. say that. Um, and which is it's been a it's been a, it's a problem for for a lot of football teams out there, of course. Um, but man, you look everywhere on this roster, whether it's bringing in Mariota and God forbid something would happen to number four, the backfield, all the wide receivers, all the tight ends, the offensive line. Now, I mean, like literally on on offense, I am confident that. You know, again, God forbid something were to happen short term, long term. This team can certainly weather the storm. Uh, and then again, as, as, as Eddie said, that's that's hats off to, to guys like Mayock and, and Gruden for obviously doing their homework and 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 plugging and, and paying and drafting and whatever the case may be, doing what they had to do to kind of get this team right, uh, which has been an issue for, for 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 so many years. So, again, that's just another box that gets checked as far as, you know, why the excitement should be there. You can't win in this league. I'm sorry. You can't win in this league. You guys know this. Anybody that's watching this show right now. You can't win in this league if you don't have a good offensive line. If your quarterback's running for his life, unless he's Lamar Jackson, he can make people miss and do different mm-hmm. things, you know, with his legs, you're dead. So, I mean, if you don't have a good offensive line, there's no re- you can't compete in the league. So, kudos to everybody that, you know, addressed it. I got two things on things that both of you guys said. Speaking on depth, and Eddie, you've been there at training camp. What sucks is now, you know, we can't go see training camp this year. <sighs> but like last year, Going out there and watching, you don't, you didn't want, you didn't watch the twos. You didn't watch Mike Glennon or, you know, any of those guys. I, there. Watched now, Mike Glenn. I didn't really want to watch Mike Glennon. You had to, but now it's like, you'd want to go out there and you'd want to watch the twos. Like, I mean, yeah. we'd have a good, you go out there with, you know, with Lynn Bowden and Marcus Mariota. Uh, you're going to have Brian Edwards over there. Like you're going to have yeah. some like good, like a good little offense. Like, I mean, it, yeah, trust me. Goes, I mean, those aren't the guys you don't want to roll it on Sunday as your, yeah, as but your, it, as goes your Ryan's, it goes to where Ryan said, like, Hey, having those guys, because especially in this COVID-19 world that we're living in, mm-hmm. I mean, what if Josh Jacobs goes down with, with the, with, with he gets, the, he gets the, the sickness and he has to go out for three weeks. Or if this guy goes out, like if Carr gets a knock on wood, like these things are going to happen, especially this season with all this crap that's going on right now in the world that we live in, you need, depth you need these guys to be able to like hey we need to step in and, and win us a couple games Mariota does that for me Mariota's won in the league he's taking teams to playoffs you could say all the things that you want about his negativities but to have that that things you're not trotting out there guys that that should be like in the xfl or or you know playing semi-pro football around around the neighborhood you're trotting out there guys that could win football games in the nfl and just like ryan said like it speaks to to, to building a football team from the ground up which this team finally looks like again on paper that it's trying to do we finally have a solid it's crazy you know we're talking so much offensive line it's crazy to see the transition we made i'd say you know tip of the cap to rodney hudson and gabe jackson for kind of keeping the glue together and bringing in a whole new group and being able to pick up kind of where we left off you know 
I'm seeing some like Donald Penn walk out, Cletio Assembly come out. Those weren't really happy endings. Like it, it's easy to see like maybe an offensive line that could have maybe just been anchored down by Rodney Hudson. That's not going to be enough, and it, it would have been very easy for them to you know kind of fall off track. But um, Griok, man, Griok coming through, stacking. Yeah. I mean, we got. I mean, we got these guys for at least two years, right? We got two more years, and when we lose Richie, I think we got another year, um, and then no Rodney. Um, Gabe's getting, you know, he'll be there in that same sense too. We need a big year from him. Uh, Colt Miller's locked up, and Trent Brown's locked up. So this is is, is, is Rodney. Is Hall, is, I'll ask both of you: Is Rodney a Hall of Famer? No, because he didn't make I, the top one hundred. <laughs> well, really I, I, like, and, and I and obviously I joke about my my sometimes over the top pessimism, but I mean Rodney Hudson to me feels like again, and we are fans of the team, obviously, so we don't have to speak yeah. on it too much. But but outsiders looking in. I mean, Rodney Hudson, if he's not the best center in the game, he might be two. And if he's not two, he's certainly three. And, 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 that, and that's, you know, he doesn't go much further down than that. How does this guy, every year it seems like he's been in a, in a, in a Raiders uniform and obviously, you know, back in Kansas City too and all that. But every, this guy just constantly gets overlooked. Like, what is the reason for this? Is it because he's, he's just a center? I don't, I don't know what the, what the logic, what the outside noise is. You have centers making the Hall of Fame. You have Kevin Wise. You have those guys making the Hall of Fame when they make the Pro Bowls and stuff. Like I don't get it. Like I don't understand. Like this Doesn't guy, if you, when, when you look at the stats, he he basically gives up like a sack a season. Like when you, he's going to play like fifteen seasons in the league and give up like twenty sacks. It's like it's going to be absurd. Yeah. And people are going to look back and be like, "Wow, we really devalue this guy." And if the center touches the football every single effing play, he touches yeah. the ball. The same as the quarterback. Like it's it's it, you know it's not like he's a right guard or something like that. You could say he gets buried a little bit or gets helped out by protection. He touches the ball every single play. He's the glue of the offense. And maybe it's because we haven't played on a national level. Maybe because mm-hmm. we haven't had that many primetime games or having mm-hmm. like playoff games. Maybe that's mm-hmm. it. You know, we know him because we're fans of the team. But maybe it, it takes a couple years of playoff football to be like, wow, this guy is how many sacks mm-hmm. given up? He, he does what? Like he this is this is a real deal type guy. So. I mean, to me, he's he's the best center in football, and he has been for a long time. I just don't think anybody's noticed. Yeah, give me those four primetime games. Talking about is what is it like three or four seasons only giving up like one sack? Um, he he goes through crazy. that, misses like a like you know whatever it is like a couple games in that whole span, and then goes like in the off season is downtime and goes and what gets his masters. <laughs> he's, well, he's a quiet. He's a quiet dude. Like we've tried to get him on like a bunch of times. Like he's a quiet to himself guy, but like. You know, he's just he's just so amazing at his craft. Like if, yeah. if you want to teach a, a textbook on how to play offensive line and center, like he's he's your dude. Didn't didn't someone recently make a video where they were like, "Hey, let's let let's let's pay homage to like or let, let, let's review like all the sacks that Rodney gave up," and it was just like a black screen or something like <laughs> that, and it was, and like, a, like a like a thanks, th- yeah, thank thanks yeah, yeah. for watching or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the guy is just so consistent. Obviously, you know, Derek Carr has praised him through and through. Just that that connection, as Eddie said, that quarterback center connection is so so pivotal, and and just what he does, calling out the defense and the alignments and this and that. I mean, just again, I I think centers in general, you know. And offensive linemen, maybe for the most part, outside of like you know these stud left tackles or whatever, kind of get overlooked yeah. um, in general. But I mean, just what what Hudson does every single season so consistently, and to still so consistently get overlooked, it's just like I, it doesn't. It just it's one of those things that fandom aside, you know, all that bias aside, just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So I guess it's just it just is what it is. It's one of those things. It. I love it. So we're gonna wrap this thing up, guys. This is a good conversation, but I want one last note. Um, just a general overview um, of how you expect this offense to be uh, running out there in Vegas in 2020. I guess we, you know, we'll start. We'll go uh, chronological chronological order here. Uh, we'll start with Eddie. Love it. You know, I just, I, you know, guys, I think it still starts with. I still think it starts with Josh Jacobs because to his core, I think John Gruden's, you know, run first. I think he wants to pound the football, and he, like I said before, he understands what it is in today's NFL to open up the offense and spread everything out. But to me, it's still going to run through Josh Jacobs on first and second down. When it gets to third down, that's, that's where I'm intrigued, you know, on a game-by-game basis because this team, like we talked about this whole entire time, has the ability to put receivers on the field that could stretch the defense, that could put guys in the secondary on their heels. And then you have guys that come out of the backfield that could be difference makers. Think about four receiver sets with like a Lynn Bowden and Ryan's guy coming out of the backfield running choice routes, and just just taking on linebackers and winning every single time. So I think once Gruden gets in a groove with this offense, and now it's 
what I said, Cody, on this on this this platform many many times. This is Gruden. This is the year that it has to click. It has clicked. It's been successful. There's been numbers. There's been stats. All that kind of stuff. But this is the year where it has to take off. This is the year that everything has to be in line. Carr has to be in line. Gruden has to be in line. The offense has to hit the high note. The offense can't just be, you know, hey, let's put 17 points on the game and hope the defense keeps them on the 14 because most of the time the defense is probably not going to do it, even with the pieces they have. This offense has to take flight. They have to, to be explosive. They have to push the ball down the field. And if they do that, and I think Gruden wants to do that, I think Carr wants to do that. And last year, limited, you know, with, after the Antonio Brown debacle, going through all those receivers, the pieces are in place for this offense to flourish in 2020. If knock on wood, if COVID you know, allows this football season to go, this team could be up there with the best offense in the league. Everything's in place. Good offensive line, good quarterback, explosive weapons on offense. Go out there and execute. Put points on the board. Stretch defenses. Everything's there. Like Ryan says it all the time. And he'll probably say it again. No excuses anymore. Let's go out there. Let's put points on the board, and let's be – Raider football. Let's be old school Raider football. Let's push the ball down the field. Let's score points. There's no more. This it's the time. This is the time now. Yeah, and and again, I won't. I it, I'm truly, uh, honestly, I, I and, and especially Eddie. Eddie knows how I've been for so many years now. Truly, honestly, very excited about this season for all the reasons that 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 Eddie has laid out. All the reasons that we've all talked about tonight. Just being this offense being multiple, something that this offense has lacked for so long. And now you get Gruden, who you know was was running hot for for a while last season. Derek Carr running hot for a while last season and things, you know, obviously didn't end up the way that we liked, but now um, again, no excuses. That's really going to be the name of the game. Uh, there are just so many pieces in place right now. I'll be at young pieces and we'll have to see how things shake out in training camp, but there are pieces there. There are talented players there. Um, there are plenty returning talented players as well. So there's, there's a perfect mix um, of, of, of kind of that, that veteran, you know, presence that has linked up with Derek Carr in the past. Plus these really young, super exciting versus playmakers that this offense has lacked for so long so um if i were to sum up this offense in one word it would definitely be be, be multiple and i'm really really excited about that and it feels so weird to be excited about that but i truly am excited about that um and again you got this beautiful new stadium a lot of a lot of hype around that despite all the outside noise and, and all the craziness that is going on right now um there is so much that has lined up for this football team on 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 offense as we spent the whole show talking about so um yeah i mean this is this this has to be it boys i mean if, if, if it's not this year when Exactly. So 35 minutes of offensive talk. And in summary, right? So basically anything that's going against us is probably COVID related. And that's something that every single NFL team is dealing with. It's not just us. So anything that we're, if anything, I feel like we have an advantage going into this, right? We have Derek going into his third year in the system. Um, We have all of our key pieces, offensive lines there. And really, I mean, coming in first with a quarterback, Playing with the, probably the biggest chip on his shoulder that he's ever had. He needs to come out and he needs to be mad. He's got his young running back behind him, young stud, who just got snubbed for Offensive Rookie of the Year. You got a fullback that's leading for him that had a pinned tweet of him coming up short on a touchdown. Tell me he doesn't want to prove it. We have <laughs> arguably the best offensive line with two guys that just got snubbed in the NFL Top 100. And mm-hmm. we can sit here all day and say, like, Top 100 doesn't matter. Well, I mean, doesn't that get voted by players? Like, you feel like you're not getting respected around your peers at that mm-hmm. point, right? So you're going to tell me that that Trent Brown doesn't feel some sort of way? I get it. Rodney Hudson, laid-back dude, that's probably not going to hurt him whatsoever. He's still going to go out there and ball out. We got all these young guys coming in. Gabe Jackson thought he was going to get traded. He has to He has to go out there and have a prove-it year, bounce-back year, be healthy. Tyrell Williams, same thing. He has people sniffing at his heels. Uh, Lynn Bowden coming in there. I mean, really, all these guys. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs coming in. All this chatter that it should have been CeeDee Lamb getting you know, the, getting picked first. Jerry Judy, better than him at Alabama. You're going to tell me that he doesn't want to go out there and prove that he was the best wide receiver in this draft. And John Gruden, obviously, um, you know, I mean, he's on a 10-year contract. We don't want to wait till year eight or year nine to win. You know, we want to get there in, this, in the first half of this contract. So uh, right now it's important. And we got, besides COVID around us, like you're saying, the stadium, this facility, we struggle with, in, with injuries and health. Finally, 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 guys. Seeing these pictures of these guys working out with That's legitimate. The, I mean, the setup is incredible. I mean, it's, it, it looks so unreal. Coming from yeah. Oakland and Alameda, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting like the, that, yeah. that part of the country and that what the stadium was. I mean, the pictures are incredible. 
Like I'm so, I, I cannot wait to get out there and see what that's about. Like <clears throat> just to have a state of the art facility and to have that, and this is down the road, but to have that for incoming free agents in years back to say, Hey, you come out here. This is what we do out here. This is what you have. Best, like, yeah. we've never, we've never had something like that before, but this team has never literally, even when Al was here, they've never had a competitive advantage like that. Cause that's what it is. It's a competitive advantage. I can't wait. I wish things were normal and we could, you know, have a regular season and go out there. I wish I was on the training camp tour right now, headed yeah. to that, but it is what it is. But, you know, you can't say that enough, Cody. That that's a big part of it, man. Like this is year one of Vegas. They gotta they gotta hit the ground a thousand miles an hour and not mm-hmm. look yeah. back. People want to say prove it year, and, and I agree. We need to prove it, but I think in in some sense we we have enough confidence. It's a statement year, guys. Las Vegas Raiders are coming out to make a statement in 2020. So appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, this ended up. Pretty dang good, man. Forty minutes, pretty much of, of oh, Raiders. We should That's do only half the team. Half the team. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to link back up, synchronize calendars, and go over the defense sometime soon, boys. Yeah, exactly right. Part two. Teams, you want to get you guys want to go special teams next time? <laughs> go AJ go twenty minutes on special teams. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff, guys. So we're gonna get back to this live stream, but I appreciate you guys joining me, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. And we're back. I hope. Think weird transition. So hopefully everything's running smooth. Um, shout out to the chat. Chat stayed active. I saw I saw a lot of defensive talk in there too. Um, so while we're getting on the topic of everything, uh, of course, offensive wise, a lot of Brian Edwards, a lot of Brian Edwards love, and very much deserved. Um, dude comes in healthy. Uh, he's got this. He's got this build. This makeup about him. This playmaking ability and his potential. That just like it like oozes like it's like a like a like a Terrell Owens you know what I mean like I see like a lot of like like a Des Bryant you see those like physical kind of like the the wide receiver ones the the, the popular wide receiver one build um, you know five to ten years ago of course things have changed we have the speed element now um, so we can factor in a talent like Brian Edwards um, a guy that's very similar to I think Tyrell Williams but in a way I think uses his his body size and his potential. A little bit, a little bit better than Tyrell. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything turns out. I see a lot of secondary talk with Lamarcus Joyner, and I would say that both Joyner and Williams are the two guys to watch because going into next year, especially, I would say Joyner. I think he has like maybe like a two and a half million dollar dead cap next year. So if Amik Robertson can come in and be the guy that we hope he can be, and we expect him to be. Where does that put Joiner? Because I, I, you know, I get it. The popular topic all off season has been, oh, put him back at free safety, put him back at free safety. He's natural, natural safety. Maybe that's the case, but I'm not sure that we have a spot at safety for the Marcus Joiner right now. If Demarius Randall gets back there and does this thing where he was the Demarius Randall that had like four interceptions every single year, where do we put Joiner? Why would he be back there? We have Jonathan Abram. You know, playing up in the box type thing. Maybe he rotates around a little bit in there at safety. I don't know. I don't really see it. Same thing with Tyrell Williams. I mean, Tyrell Williams has the same thing in his contract. Next year, there's like nothing. Like the dead mills or the the the, the dead caps, like nil. It's just it's just almost not even there. So those are two guys to watch. But shout out to the Stage Door Casino guest camera coming in clutch. Eventually, that that camera, hopefully soon, maybe next week or the week after, we're going to work that thing in to be live. So it's not going to be a pre-recorded camera. We're going to drop it in here and hopefully be running that sucker live. So shout out to Eddie and Ryan. Drop in the comments. We might do a part two soon. Part two, covering the defense. Drop in the comments if you want to hear from Eddie, Ryan, and myself. Get the three box set up again and, and jump in there and cover the defense. But shout out to the chat. Appreciate you guys. Um, <laughs> Silver and black, everything. Shout out, man. Uh, yeah, try tip burgers on the grill today. That was a that was a hit. It turned out pretty pretty freaking good. But shout out to the chat. Obviously, YouTube is kind of I guess the 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 leader here. YouTube is is running the show tonight. Obviously, probably the the, the bigger audience whenever it comes to these live streams. Seen some Periscope in there. Facebook just. Facebook's for uh, Facebook's for the old folks. 
you know, maybe Facebook's for Chiefs fans or something. I don't know. I don't really get it. Facebook don't really work out for us. But shout out to YouTube and Periscope. You guys are listening to the post-produced podcast. Um, hey, there we go. Got Facebook in there. Arizona Raider Nation. What's going on, guys? Um, shout out to the chat. Shout out to everybody, really, if you're listening to this post-produced. Jump in on the live stream. This is the tail end now. If you're just now jumping in on the live stream, this is the tail end. Do about a 45-minute to an hour show. We're going to be going live post-game. So if you're watching now, be sure. If you go to watch Raider game, as soon as that game ends, click it on here. Um, And we're going to get this uh, this Stage Door Casino guest camera fired up a lot more here lately. Um, And if you're in Las Vegas, if you make a trip to Las Vegas, make sure you... uh, Make sure you visit Stage Door Casino. That's the spot. That's where Raider Nation is going to be calling home. Uh, that's, where, that's where all the authentic fans go, right? It's a real Raider Nation right there. So, good show, I think. I'm going to go back. I'm going to look at this stream. We're going to see the quality. We're going to see how we did, and we're going to work on some improvements. We're going to be ready for 2020, just like, the I guess, the actual Raiders team. So, shout out to everybody in the chat getting involved. Appreciate everybody listening, viewing it, um, and we will see you guys next Saturday night, 830 p.m. Pacific next Saturday night. Be ready. See you guys.